hello and welcome to another another trackster it's a little shake out like a shorter podcast today again uh just me and alfie talking about our our weekly shoe rotation and our weekly training and uh and which shoes we use for each session each day or all, all that sort of stuff um so yeah hello alfie hello how are you doing you all right? Okay. Again, we actually haven't asked that since coming on. So, no. again, yeah, I'm all right. I'm tired. Just done my biggest training week ever. Uh, and I want to sleep. But, yeah, it's been okay. Did, didn't do a long run this morning. Just did, like, seven or eight miles because I didn't want to back my biggest mileage week and then just put, like, 14 miles into myself again. Didn't feel like that, that would be a good idea. Yeah, see, I've I've got I was gonna do my biggest mileage week, but I think I'm just gonna be just short. Um, I'm still yet to run today, and it's currently what three o'clock, technically four, because the clock went the clock went back today, like yesterday this morning. Clocks confuse me. So I, it's actually technically four o'clock, and I haven't barely moved all day, which is always fun. So yeah, it's gonna be a nice little long run in the dark. So that's gonna be even better because it's probably gonna be dark by the time I actually get going. So always love that. Um, I sort of lost. I've sort of sidetracked to what I was actually saying there. Um, yeah, please, please take over. I've completely lost what I was saying. It's fair enough. So, I mean, speak, we we could potentially start on the long run side of things. I mean, so me and Alfie are going to talk through today what shoes we use throughout the week, uh, what our shoe rotation is. Alfie did a YouTube video on his shoe rotation the other day, uh, so go and go and have a watch of that on the YouTube channel track said just hit 1k subs uh love to see it so yeah we want to keep that rolling over there um maybe when we maybe sorry i was gonna say maybe when we start actually doing content what might be actually acceptable quality wise other than just me chatting absolute rubbish then might even reach uh you know some some youtube fame not just be a it's one of those things it's like we've got i mean you're on placement i've got uni where I mean I'm I'm living away from home and it's like trying to keep up with everything yeah. and, and having I mean luckily I've got a gimbal that is a lifesaver like I've got a video editor that's being edited at the minute uh, and without the gimbal I would have just been like just sort of tilting my phone against like a box or something which we did for ages but it is such a, a lifesaver I feel like lifesaver. getting think getting people to actually film stuff as well is an absolute nightmare especially during covid i feel like if there wasn't covid it'd be a lot easier but at the minute it's sort of difficult to get someone to film get someone who's not actually doing your session in the first place and then obviously editing it uploading it so i feel like we're going to go down the route of that actually getting like pro teams like athletes like we're speaking with tim on elite at the minute a few other pro teams and hopefully we'll get stuff done on that front because it's quite a lot more I guess a lot more beneficial for the viewers to watch as well because it's actually elite athletes um, and I feel like they'll find it a bit more valuable and also I guess it's more interesting when you've got Drew Hunter or someone like that on the video rather than me in my bedroom talking about running shoes but yeah so hopefully yeah keep a look out for the YouTube we're going to be improving some stuff soon um, moving on from that as we were saying shoes yeah, so uh, I'll have a visual of my shoes coming out soon on the YouTube channel, but uh, just to talk you through it quickly so far. I guess it's appropriate to start on a Sunday. Uh, and 
as some of you may know, uh, I, I run for Hoka, so don't expect me to say any shoes other than Hoka because that is, that's the only shoes I, I wear and can wear now and I absolutely love them. Uh, so my Sunday run shoe is usually the Hoka Bondi slash Elevon slash Clifton. Um, probably the core three like long run shoes with Hoka. Personal favorite is definitely the Bondi because just the midsole is, is pretty big, but it's also not too soft. So for long runs, I, I quite like to get into those. Unless I'm getting on the trails, uh, then I'll choose sort of like a challenger uh, or something along those lines, just so that I'm not kind of slipping and sliding. Um, and then for my, yes, yeah, so that, that's, that's my Sunday run. Don't know about you, Alfie. Well, this is going to sound like we're both Hoka athletes at this rate, because at my Sunday run at minute, I either wear the Hoka Match 2, the Hoka Clifton 7 or the Hoka Clifton 6 or the Hoka Elevon 2. Um, I feel like Hoka are kind of uncontested in the long run, definitely the long run mileage shoe. Um, so I don't see any point going anywhere else. Obviously the Bondi, I've never used that. And also if there's any pronators out there, apparently the Arahi is extremely good at um, stopping you pronating as well. So I don't want to seem like we're just being biased towards Hoka because I'm honestly not. I just choose whatever shoe I feel like is the best. And at the minute, that's definitely Hoka um, for any mileage running, that is. So, yeah, Sunday long run, normally around 15 miles on road, a bit off road, some on grass. So they all work very well for that 15 mile range, especially on different terrain and up and down hills. So, yeah, can't really complain with them. Um, a lot of other shoes I've tried haven't been quite good enough, like the Vermeera 14, for example. Just something about it, it's just not there. So, yeah. For me, it's definitely the Hoka. Um, probably Clifton 7 if I had to choose one. Yeah, Clifton 7 has been a really nice shoe. Also, I think the Clifton 7 compared to the 6 is actually aesthetically a lot nicer. Like, I mean, people will be able to see on the YouTube channel, but I'll show you Alfie just while I'm here. So there's the 6, I yeah. think. And there's the 7. Like, it's I mean, a big difference, isn't it? Yeah, the colorway and just the upper. I mean, shoes aren't all about color, but I think the new upper, uh, and the, I mean, the midsole is pretty much identical. Um, but yeah, I'd say that the, the upper on the new Clifton is really tasty. Um, so that's our Sunday covered. Now, I don't know what days you work out on, Alfie, because obviously our Mondays might be a bit different to each other. Should, should we just go talk through our weeks individually and sort of go through Monday to, through Sunday, I guess, or through to Saturday? of um, our training that day and then the shoes we wore for that day. If that's, if that's all right with you. Sounds good. You can take it away first. Cause I feel like my, my Monday is a bit more underwhelming than yours probably. Uh, my Monday, judging from last Monday, I just do like a, a five and a three and then strength and conditioning um, at some point in that day. At the minute, really like strength and conditioning because I've, I've only just started doing it. So... Yeah, five mile in the morning, three mile little, uh, just a little jog really to to the gym, do my S and C, and then jog back. Uh, so that's my Monday, which is it's quite a nice little day after Sunday long run. Nothing, nothing crazy. Um, and then Tuesday. Wait, 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 what are you wearing for your Monday? What, what are you wearing? Ah, I thought we, I thought we were running through. 
and then going back to our weeks and then talking about the shoes. It's completely we... too actually. Both of them are absolutely fine with me. Yeah, I guess I guess talk for your week and then we'll talk about the shoes afterwards. Yeah. Sounds good. Um, Tuesday is is usually either a track session. I think this week I've got five by six minutes. Uh, no, six by five minutes on the track, which will be interesting getting some lactic tests done. Uh, but then sometimes it's also on a cricket field at Loughborough. So normally a grass session or a track session on the Tuesday. Wednesday is normally about eight to ten miles or two five miles, uh, nice and easy. Thursday at the minute, six to seven mile tempo run. Friday is either a rest day or I do uh, five and three miles or just a seven mile easy. And then Saturday is quite a quite a bulky grass session. Uh, quite a good cross session so yeah that's that's my week outline so at the minute i'm sort of looking at mondays it's 5k circuits 5k so sort of just that like strength and conditioning day a light mileage day actually compared to the rest of them because it's obviously very short like a 10k volume when you're hitting like i don't know 130k weeks 140k weeks it's a bit it's a bit obviously it's like what less than 10 percent of your volume quite a lot less than 10%. So yeah, Monday's very small for me, uh, just 10K in circuits. And then Tuesday at the minute is usually a threshold type of session. So last week I did eight by 2K off a minute recovery threshold um, and also 5K easy in the morning. I'm really probably hitting high mileage at the minute on those threshold sessions. Um, I just suit them quite well, like longest session. So might as well do them, even if they are ridiculously long and boring. Uh, Wednesday's either 10k in the morning, 10k at night, or 20k um, in the evening. Thursday, we're either talking a session or another like core day. So if it was a core day, it'd be 10k in the morning, 5k warm up in the evening, and then core, and then 5k warm down. Or if it's a session, it'd be 5k in the morning, then a session in the evening. Um, this week, I did actually something completely different to that. I did 10k in the morning. And then did a track session, which was two by a mile um, with a minute recovery in like 4.55, I think the target times were. So it was like just like threshold, sub-threshold. Um, 10 by 4 and just 45 seconds recovery in like 62, 63. So, and 64. So it's like just shy of VO2 max, as in a bit quicker. Um, and then two by a mile again. So that was my Thursday. Friday's a rest day. Um, just try and get as much recovery in as possible. I say rest, it's more recovery day because I always try to do more as in like muscle roll more, have a, like a bath sometimes, you know, just to make sure you're ready for Saturday. Saturday is a big grass session at the minute, uh, a hilly fart like pretty much uh, on grass cross country session. And then Sunday is either 15 miles as a whole or like 20K and 5K. And then sometimes I have 5K on Saturday as well. So that's sort of my week at the minute going into winter um this week's a bit different but i'll i'll probably make a youtube video and touch touch on that when i'm when i finish with it this week yeah so that's the week so that's that's that is two relatively similar weeks uh they're pretty fat like life of a distance runner though isn't it it's not there's no real shortcuts that you can take or anything uh so so, yeah, and I guess we can now talk through those days. So, we've, we've spoken about our Sunday run shoe. Um, moving on to the Monday, those easy days. Again, I'm getting in those Bondi's, maximum recovery. Uh, 
nice big comfortable midsole um so i'm getting in those for the for the five mile in the morning then elevons probably for the evening um sometimes clifton but really my easy runs i'm just i'm just switching between those those three shoes more so than anything um so yeah for my easy days probably probably the bondi again uh bondi elevon uh yeah on, on the monday i'm sort of rocking probably again the same as my Sunday, but also sometimes I'm wearing the Vimeo 14s just because they're a bit more of like a, a lighter shoe. I feel like they're suited to smaller amounts of mileage than the Hawkers, Hawkers. so it, I might as well get them in my rotation if I can. Um, seems I've got them, I might as well spare the mileage of some other shoes while I'm wearing them for a day where it's not really as high mileage. So yeah, probably mainly the Vimeo 14s or the Clifton 6s on that day. Um, and then Tuesday session session wise normally at the minute for me it's the tempo next percent which probably covers the most of my sessions especially if it's threshold um the Sikoni endorphin speed as well they're probably my two main go-to shoes at the minute for training yeah a lot of hype around the the tempo next percent uh obviously I've, i haven't worn them won't wear them but uh i've you know i've heard that they're that they're pretty good um for me Depending on how I'm, if, if it's on grass, I'm going to wear the, uh, the Evos, uh, the Evo Spike, yet to get a hold of a pair of the, uh, the Cross Spikes, but I'm, I'm getting those soon, which will be quite fun to try out. Um, if I'm on the road or the track, I'm staying away. Obviously, if I'm on the track, I'm trying to stay away from Spikes just because it's probably going to ruin my calves at this time of the year. Um, so I'm mostly wearing the Rincon or the Carbon X. Carbon X has got a relatively aggressive midsole. Um, been really good for tempos and longer sessions, but sometimes try and avoid the carbon plate just to keep my uh, foot flexibility. So I, I, you know, I don't get any injuries. Um, although the carbon the carbon plate in Hoka's is is a lot different to those of other brands. It's not. It's not as aggressive. Uh, also in the Carbon X, it splits at the toe, uh, which means that your big toe gets more flexion, which it, again, uh, in terms of biomechanics, just means that you're, you're less likely to get injured if that has more room to uh, to move. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm finding the Carbon X big at the minute, but then also the, the Rincon 1 and the Rincon 2, uh, no carbon plate, really flexible shoe. And sometimes if I'm feeling a little bit tight, then I'll just whack those on. Nice, lightweight, similar sort of midsole size to the rest of the Hogan, so a, a lot lighter. Um, so yeah, that's that's my Tuesday. I find that interesting because the Rincon is probably the most versatile shoe on the market. I don't want to turn this just into a Hogan marketing podcast because it's really not, but like, I'd actually say the Rickon is probably one of up with the Sikoni endorphins. No, not even that actually. It's probably the most versatile shoe you can get the Rickon uh, out of everything. So it's a bit lighter than the pegs. Um, so it's suited to more that like track work as well. And I'd, I'd say there's nothing really what contests it on that kind of scale. Cause you can definitely do a long run in it as well because of the stack height. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people do use it for, uh, for easy runs, which you know, personally, uh, I wouldn't just because I do use them for sort of tempos and a lot of workouts. Uh, but a lot of people use them for for the for the longer runs, which I get because in terms of midsole size, it is the same the same size as you know that of the Clifton. Um, 
which which you know added added comfort for for longer sessions as well. So I, I think it's great to get in a pair of ring cons for a session. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I'm guessing that's all your shoes covered then, isn't it? Like in the sense of mileage days, session days, and everything like that. We spoke about the grass, the the evos, what you wear on the grass and stuff. Um, is there any of us what are in your rotation? Because I've got probably got one more. What are what are training? Um, which is yeah. The, so I've got the the Rocket X prototype um, and the Carbon X SPE. Realistically, between sessions, I rotate between the Rocket X, the Carbon X SPE, the Carbon X, uh, the Evo. The well, what's it called? Um, the Carbon Evo. Yeah, the Carbon Evo and um, Evo Rocket, which is nice. Shorter sessions in that one. Uh, but then, yeah, easy run-wise, really, it's just Clifton, Elevon, Bondi. Uh, and then sometimes sometimes do let loose in that Rocket X, still trying to keep it for races more so than anything. And then there's a couple other shoes which can talk about fairly soon. Uh, very nice colorways for some of the shoes that are coming out in January can't talk about them though so yeah that's that's pretty much my shoe rotation to be honest a lot of hoka a lot of hoka surprisingly surprisingly i wonder i wonder why yeah um i know I, i've just missed out the Sacconi carrera and the nike victory three cross country spikes so i sort of train in the victory three and also the sony Sacconi carrera i need a new spare i need a new pair of cross country spikes because the other ones have had it um I just miss the old days when you could get the Brooks match 14s, I think it were. <laughs> the best cross country spikes in history, and they just don't make them like they did, used to. Um, I don't rate the Nike ones because they've got a carbon plate in for cross country. What? Like, yeah. They, really? they, you know, yeah. And the last two Nike spikes I've had have snapped. Like the plate has snapped, and you can just feel it like digging into your foot. So, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure which ones to get. In the past few years, I've, I mean, obviously started off. Uh, with the Sockney Kilkenny, iconic cross spike in that sort of like green and yellow, awful colourway, but uh, had to be bought. And then also the orange Nike Victory XC2s. Yep. They they were like my favourite cross spike that I've, I think I've sort of ever used so far. Uh, and then I had the, the ones that were like, what are the ones that was, it was the same design as the Nike XC with the sock. But it didn't have the sock. The rival. Maybe. Yeah. And it had like the weird studs at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the rival. Yeah. Yeah, so I hate those spikes because they came off at Euro Cross and the heel is like really, really floppy and just not strong enough at all. And you can't really tie them tight enough. But yeah, that was that was one. I I I have a deep problem with them because they hurt me in a race. Quite a lot of uh, cross country spikes have that sort of weak heel, which is surprising for the UK. Well, the UK definitely, when you're running through so much mud all the time, the amount of times your feet get sucked by the mud. Like, unless you're wearing lots of tape, your spikes fall off instantly. Yeah, um, and I don't get why a lot of spikes have like the low um, like end lace. Like, the last slot for laces is so far down your foot. It's like you need them right up by your foot. But then again, you don't want to be strangling your Achilles, I suppose. So it kind of find the midpoint but for me I'd, I'd want my spikes tight around there like the top of my foot because I'm just scared that they're gonna fall out and happen and like 
come off the way they did at Euro. So yeah, yeah. I, I guess the next is racing shoes. Seems that I guess that doesn't fit into our weekly rotation, but I guess we sort of need to speak on them as well because true. A lot of people um, sort of send us messages quite a lot saying, "What are some like? What are the best racing shoes?" I will say the racing shoes I wear, but then also I feel like it's good to say the racing shoes what probably are also the other best options to use, depending on what kind of runner you are. Yeah. Um, so do you want to hit her away first with your racing shoes? Have you actually raced a road racing while you've been with Hoko, actually? I haven't yet. Um, just because I've sort of... I started wearing Hoka during lockdown. I haven't been able to get a race done in the in the road shoes have raced in the spikes when i wasn't really that fit uh but really enjoyed them because it they've got the extra sort of teeth on the uh, the evo which were designed initially to give you a bit more grip going around the corner so it was sort of it was a similar concept to that of the uh, carbon plate that you were actually supposed to gain you know those small percentages uh on each corner by having more traction yeah, uh, and then also the plate was designed sort of in traction in thought of left turns, which is interesting. Um, I I love the I've loved them. They are so muddy now though. Like I did it. I've been doing cross sessions in them, and they are so muddy. I can't put them on a track for until I get some some new ones of those. Um, but yeah, in terms of road racing, I'm definitely going to be wearing the uh, the Rocket X, like because that that's their super shoe that is the super shoe that's going to be coming out as well as the carbon x uh still debating between that for a 10k i think definitely for 5k i'm going to be wearing the rocket x uh but for 10k still choosing between the carbon x and the rocket x really uh also yet to run in the spe just because it's such a pretty shoe um i'm kind of scared to to run in it and I've still got to work through the Carbon X's first so again yeah, I'd probably say Carbon X Rocket X again not trying to be a hawker, hawker marketer but what is the SPE um, the Carbon X SPE what is, what is the difference there I'm not full sure I'm not fully sure on the spec but I think it's loosely just the uh, the upper is a lot different so you've kind of got like a built in tongue around the upper uh, so there's no slipping and sliding on the tongue uh, with the way that that's built in but also um, the upper's got this sort of like net on the top this sort of breathable net uh, and it's also got the ProFly uh, midsole uh, that material um, same carbon plate same same tread sort of thing so I think it's just the same so a different design on top but uh, but it's it's a very like good looking shoe um, yeah. so I would like to get a race done in it or at least a few sessions I just need to I, I don't like wearing too many shoes at once. I kind of I like to work through shoes. Yeah, I get that. I, I've I've gone f fallen through the trap of buying loads of shoes without actually finishing the cycle of them, and I've got way too many shoes to sort of choose from at the minute. And that's from an unsponsored athlete, so it's it's quite costly doing that. Um, I feel like I'm not sure if you're contractually able to speak about shoes you're excited about what aren't Hoka. So I'd sort of hit hit off some names what I'm so looking forward to uh, wearing and everything like that. I feel like for racing on the track, sorry, I forgot to say the Dragon, Nike Dragonfly for me at the minute is what I'm wearing. But on the road, I feel like the Adidas shoe, the Adidas Adi Zero Pro is looking like a really solid shoe. Um, in the half marathon, it had more points than the Nike Next Percent did. So that's quite shocking to see a Nike shoe get 
taken off the top spot in terms of performance. Um, as well as that, there's some there's some prototypes what managed to somehow get into the London Marathon, such as the OnCloud one, uh, which I think is the OnCloud Boom Echo, which looks like a really solid shoe. And also the ASICS prototype, what Sarah Hall is wearing, again, looks like a solid shoe. So they're sort of shoes I'm looking forward to seeing uh, in the next upcoming few few months in terms of racing, um, as well as actually the, hopefully eventually the Nike Hyperfly, if I want to call it. It's basically their like 10K, 5K racing shoe, what has not seen any sort of release yet anywhere in the world. Um, in terms of like mileage wise, the Hoka Match 4 for me is probably going to be a big one, what I'm looking forward to. Because it's basically just, it seems like a bigger version of the Match 3, which I feel like if I could put one thing as a negative as the Match 3 is, would be its like, flimsiness but i guess it's designed most people it's designed for a tempo shoe i was just wearing it as a mileage shoe because i like a lightweight high stack shoe um other than that other shoes i'm excited about in the coming few months are probably that's about it actually i can't think of any off the top of my head um can you think of any others what are yet to be released what are coming out soon what are sort of like looking like they're gonna be good shoes the Carbon X2 in January. Uh, the Carbon X2 is going to be coming out in January. Slightly different midsole to that of the Carbon X, which will be interesting to see people's, people's feedback on that. But uh, yeah, I think you've covered the rest. I mean, it's interesting when, it, when a company like ASICS, like they, they use this prototype at London, it just shows that their meta racer isn't actually their super shoe. Like they've said it was their they're super sure they're competitor and clearly they know that it's not due to the fact that they've got athletes wearing different shoes and things so it'll be interesting whether to see ASICs come out with a commercial shoe I haven't looked at the OnCloud up close but I guess that must I mean I, I just I can't get my head around OnCloud shoes I, well, I, think I know a lot of people swear by them but I think they're severely ugly um, yeah but apparently they're really good so I don't know. It's something I'm going to have to try. I don't like how they look, but that, I might change my mind when I get a pair on my feet. So, I heard through the grapevine they have the highest rate of returns in specialty running shops. Yeah, but that's probably just because of like wannabe on-cloud runners are like, ooh, let's, it might even be run testers because so many run testers just return shoes all the time. But yeah, I've heard you either love them or you hate them, but, you know they've got one of the strongest fan bases who swear by them as well. So I guess it's worth to try. Don't knock it until you try it. I guess a lot of, there's been a lot of bad first reviews of the tempo next percent. Other than the really, um, yeah, try some bad reviewers online who I'm not going to name, but they don't have a clue what they're talking about. Um, that shoe's great. Uh, I feel like a lot of shoes actually what normally get bad reviews by these shoe experts online are sort of actually the best shoes. It's, it's weird how it works. Um, it's almost as if they don't know what they're talking about and they aren't knowledgeable in the sport either. And it's, there's quite a lot of that recently, actually, with coaching as well. People are just somehow making a name for themselves without knowing anything. And it's really frustrating me, like really frustrating me. So like all the, like the Instagram accounts that are coming out, like running Instagram accounts now. Um, sorry about that, by the way, because apparently uh, this time last year, there was hardly any and now there's quarantine must have made everyone bored but like there's so many what are just posting stuff what's just like 
just so false. So just be careful what you see online because a lot of it is just like made up rubbish pretty much. And that's the same with like sh opinion, like shoe opinions. I'm waffling a bit. It's, I'm just frustrated, right? Um, it's been <laughs> yes, a long so that, That's the vent. That, that was a necessary vent. Uh, all you guys need to take that is passion, pure passion and love for the game. So support Trackster and no one else. believe in Trackster and no one else. I, however, we are not um, a monopoly because that's, that's not the way that we're trying to say it because there's someone else who is technically a monopoly. So what we're saying is love the underdog and hate that other company that we don't want to say for it's not probably Voldemort. legal we, we, can, we can say their name. He must not be named. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. But disgusting. yeah, I feel like that's our that's our shoe rotation. 